0: you mm-hmm.
1: service on this Lord's Day. Today is an important day in the life of the church. It's Pentecost Sunday, the day when the Holy Spirit comes in its fullness as our comforter and our guide. It is the coming of the Holy Spirit that empowers the early church to become bold witnesses, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to experience the explosive growth of the church from a small band of believers to thousands upon thousands being saved in one setting as exciting as pentecost is to the birth and in the life of the church we have come back here for a different reason it's not life but rather death that calls us back to this sacred space this week, we reached a grim milestone of over 100,000 people in America dying to coronavirus. Their deaths were often in isolation, in ICU hospital rooms, away from family, friends, and loved ones, for which protocols prohibited them from being by their sides. Our nation has seen more deaths than any other nation at this point. And African Americans and our communities have been the most impacted by this deadly virus. We should not simply go on with our sermon series plans as if nothing has happened. But if these disproportionate deaths were not enough, earlier this week, we were made to face the familiar death that is too often played out in American cities. The murder of George Floyd, an unarmed black man by a police officer in Minneapolis, Minnesota, has brought back the two recent memories of other black boys and black men who have suffered the same fate and whose perpetrators have usually gone unpunished. For these reasons, we felt it both appropriate and necessary to come back to the sanctuary, to lead our congregation in a service of lament. We could not continue with the scattered series in the same way and ignore the pain in so many people's hearts. The questions in so many people's minds and the absolute anger that fuels the outrage and the disgust for those who make excuses or refuse to acknowledge that there is a problem in America that's older than COVID-19. It's the original sin of this nation And while our faith allows us to call out to and trust that God will see us through even this, we also call for those Christians of good conscience, of all colors and hues, to see this as a moment where you can let your light shine and let your voice be heard above the deafening silence of those among you who refuse to admit to the utter inhumanity and injustice displayed this week by those who take a vow to uphold the law. The parable of the Good Samaritan is not told primarily to demonstrate the Samaritan's ability to be nice to a Jew as much as it is to illustrate the Jew's ability to see the Samaritan as his brother. When color or class, gender, or even sexuality keeps you from seeing and siding with humanity, you are missing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I invite you this morning to join us back in the sanctuary to experience your grief to release your hurt to give voice to your anger because god is big enough to handle what we throw at him he's wise enough to answer all of our questions and he is compassionate enough to embrace you when you finished
2: to fall asleep, there was so much on my mind, searching for that peace, the peace I could not find, and then I kneeled down to pray, pray and help me please, then he said you don't have to cry. House so i I'll supply all your need Soon as I start... Struggle, struggle from day to day. Had to realize it is not my battle, it's not my battle to fight. Let God Sister you can't handle it Just let God Let go
3: This morning. It comes from the 43rd book of Psalms and it reads as follows Judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man, for thou art the God of my strength. Why dost thou cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? O send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles then will i go unto the altar of god unto god my exceeding joy yea upon the harp will i praise thee o god my god why art thou cast down o my soul and why art thou disquieted within me Hope in god for i shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers and doers of his word. If you'll bow with me for a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for allowing us to see another another day, Lord. Lord, We we pray for those that have been affected by this pandemic, Lord. We pray for those that have lost loved ones, Lord. We pray for those uh, who've lost loved ones to these senseless acts of violence, Lord. Lord, we pray for our state, we pray for our community, we pray for our city Lord. We ask that uh, you touch the hearts of the leadership to remind them of who it is that they serve and who they were elected to serve. Lord, we pray for those uh, first responders that uh, on a daily basis subject themselves to the virus and, and dealing with whatever emergencies or needs of our, needs of our community Lord. Uh, Lord, we pray uh, for the sick and shut-in members as well we pray for our church family. We pray for our pastor, Lord. We pray for um, this service. Or we pray for all of the auxiliaries. Lord, again, we just wanna ask a special blessing for those families that have lost a loved one in our mourning at this time, Lord. Um, we thank you for these things, Lord, and all the blessings that you've blessed us with thus far. But we also thank you for everything that you've already done, what you're already going to do, Lord. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Even in our pain, we know that God still provides for our every need. And so we invite you now to give as God has so blessed and so prospered you. There are several ways that you can do that. We invite you to give through our app or through the number that's on your screen right now. You can text to that number to give. Always, you can stop by the office and leave your tithes and offerings with us. Or you can mail it in. But however you choose to give, we simply ask that you do so with a cheerful heart.
3: I'm thanking you for the offering, Lord, that's been raised at this point. Lord, we thank you for those that had the desire to give. We thank you for those that gave and and, and those that, that were unable to. Lord, we pray that you bless this offering. May it be used in the furtherance of their kingdom and according to thy will, Lord. Again, we thank you for all these blessings. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Good morning, K.E. Chapel. Just a quick announcement to let you know that VBS is coming soon. That's right. Vacation Bible School will be online in the month of June. Adult class books and youth class supplies will be available for pickup on Saturday, June the 6th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. for those who've registered. And the virtual VBS kickoff will be Monday, June the 8th at 6. So please be sure to stop by the church on next Saturday and pick up your supplies to get ready for
0: Vacation Bible school 2020
2: oh God creator of the universe we stand before you as fragile humans made only of earthly clay and your breath In all humility we hold to you all those who are sick with the coronavirus who are COVID positive and all those who care for them and work intimately for their healing. God, we lift them up and ask for your healing hand to be upon them.
1: In all humility, we turn to our God today to honor those who have passed. We had no time, no space, no moment to mourn. In their final days, we are heartbroken that we were apart from those who were dying. May they forgive us, and may we forgive ourselves. We claim in faith that we are born from God. We live for God, and we return to God. We seek rest and hope in you.
0: Oh God,
2: you are the keeper of the book of life, and no one dies alone but all under your loving gaze. This helps us to remember that their passing is not an empty data point on death's grim graph, but it is carefully chronicled by your eternal hand. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend their spirits.
3: Give us the gift of weeping, O God, for tears of love are always holy. It is not only our loved ones who are lost, but our jobs our neighborhoods, our familiarity with family, and graduations, celebrations, and classes. May our mourning, lamenting, remembering, and learning from these losses not disappear like water and sand, but push us to weep from time to time. Keep us tender hearted, we pray. And
2: now, as a nation, we are doubly troubled with the familiar monster of racism rearing its ugly face. Another unarmed black man is killed at the hands of those who vow to protect and serve. While the hearts of many are broken, we see that some are not even touched, which further destroys the hope for beloved community. God, draw every American Christian into the values of courage, duty, honorable action, self-sacrifice, generosity, neighborliness, responsibility, and mercy, which are the hallmarks of our faith. Give us courage to do right, to fight the right fight, to speak up, and to make our faith real in these challenging times. To those who have lost loved ones, we offer you comfort not condolence empathy not sympathy let peace and good health prevail among all the nations O oh god and may it be so in our own families communities states and land on this day and each day to come we offer this prayer of lament in jesus name amen <laughs>
1: Here we are again, this unfortunately familiar space where day terrors of the past come crashing into our present day realities. This time with high definition audio and video to match. On Monday, we saw and heard George Floyd pleading for his life while gasping for air under the full weight of a law enforcement officer. He was killed, murdered in the streets of an American city by an officer who was called to the scene because of a fake $20 bill. Later, we saw and heard a white female make a 911 call to report that she was being attacked in Central Park by a black man who simply challenged her to follow the park rules and leash her dog. In Mississippi, we know all too well how such calls for help by white women can end for black men. And then on Friday, we awoke to the news that the officer in Columbus, Mississippi involved in the shooting death of Ricky Ball was being acquitted of all charges by the Attorney General. These are just a few of the latest examples of why it is necessary to say Black Lives Matter. And this morning, I don't wanna pretend with you like I have all of the answers, because I don't. I'm frustrated just like you are. My heart is heavy just like yours. In the midst of a world pandemic trying to stay healthy and not contract a virus, here we have to deal with the silliness of racism, injustice and the microaggressions and manipulations of white privilege. It's a lot to deal with. I was reading someone's post on Facebook this week and they were venting about all of what's going on and the frustration of not wanting to get into a God bashing, but also not hearing or seeing any meaningful answers for why this keeps happening to a people who clearly love God and, and who clearly preach the gospel and, and who minister the words and the works of Christ in profoundly impactful ways. Why does this keep happening? Why do they keep doing this to us? why does god keep allowing it to happen it reminds me of a service that we had here a few years ago it was a service of lament following the Alton sterling and philando castile murders followed by the dallas police uh, shootings and in that service we had an open mic period where i invited people to voice their questions their concerns their hurts and their brokenness in that moment i remember a young woman a young adult sitting in the balcony she got the mic with a trembling voice and tears rolling down her cheeks. she asked this question why do they hate us so much what did we do that makes them hate us so much I wish I could answer that question but I heard a dialogue this week between a black pastor in Chicago, Charlie Dates, and a white female evangelical writer, Beth Moore. His question to her was very similar. He said, quote, "What is white America's problem with black people?" end of quote. And her answer was probably one of the most honest I've heard. She said, quote, "Power, pride, and deeply ingrained prejudice and belief of superiority." she continued i think there are many who who to the marrow of our bone who do not believe that all people are equal they will swear to it and claim it but if you hook them up to a lie detector we would fail miserably because we simply don't believe it end of quote now that might be for a lot of people a reason to give up but when i look at the scripture i become hopeful in the story that It tells in Acts chapter 8. You see, this Sunday, yes, it is Pentecost Sunday. You remember what happens on Pentecost. The Holy Spirit comes and the church is born. Peter and the other apostles are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. and, And the Lord is adding daily to the church such as should be saved. Thousands upon thousands of people. It's explosive, expansive growth so much so that the apostles find themselves in the position of being charged with practicing prejudice. Yeah, the Greek widows make charges against the apostles saying that when it comes to distributing goods and benevolence, that they tend to the needs of the Hebrew widows before the needs of the Greek widows. There is this charge, even in the early church, that people are not being seen or being treated as equal. There is this charge that even those men who had walked with Jesus have not been completely erased of their cultural prejudice and their cultural bias in giving of aid and the sharing of resources. And so the apostles enlist the help of some new believers who would be charged with the service of the common table. Among them are two men named Stephen, the other named Philip. Stephen takes off in ministry. He's a bold preacher, ministers the gospel with great courage. He he is fearless in the preaching of the word. He speaks with clarity and power, and, and he does not cower under the pressure of those who wanted to silence him. So much so that after he finishes preachings in Acts chapter 7, the chapter ends with Stephen being stoned to death. He's murdered. He's killed in broad daylight. And the text says that while they were stoning him, that he looked up to heaven and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. While they were killing him, he was crying out to God. And it's from this murder, this martyr's death, that we see the church scattered. The text says when it begins in chapter 8 that saul later paul was consenting unto his death the early church scatters abroad throughout the regions of judea and samaria and it is from the stoning of stephen this bold and courageous preacher that the church is scattered into the uttermost parts of the region it's interesting to note that Christianity Today published that George Floyd was actually very much involved in Christian ministry before moving to Minneapolis. He was known in Houston's third ward as, as, as Big Floyd, one who shared the gospel and worked with local urban ministries to help turn young people to Christ. Could it be that we have a moment in our own time that this killing does something to the Christian community A community that that oftentimes is divided among racial and political lines. A, A community that oftentimes fights within our own circles to advance one group over another. Stephen was stoned to death and from the stoning, God did something astonishing. Really? That's all that I have for you today. That God somehow is able to take bad things and do something big with them. Stephen is killed that's a bad thing the church suffers persecution from Saul that's a bad thing but in the end the apostles and Philip are scattered and preach the gospel everywhere they go so much so that the bible says in verse 6 The people were with one accord, gave heed unto those things which Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Verse 7, for unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. Listen, I don't have all the answers, but I do believe that if God could use the murder of Stephen, He could somehow use the murder of George and those who have been murdered before him to do something big in our nation, something big in criminal justice reform. Something big in policing practices and protocols, something big in the body of Christ such that we are finally seeing ourselves and dealing with our own issues and isms and and finally see the humanity of others before we see anything else. Something big that allows us to believe to the marrow of our bones that we are all created by God. And that as possessors of his image, we have the responsibility to honor and to respect each other as fellow human beings. My prayer for you is that as we process our pain and feel our frustration, shed our tears, that we would be reminded that God knows where we are. He knows how we feel. And as he did it before, he will do it again and somehow turn even this into something big. There's so much hurt, so much pain, so much frustration in our hearts. The good news this morning is that God knows our heart. He knows how we feel and we can trust him with all of it. The song simply said, let go and let god and i want to invite you this morning to do just that whatever you have been carrying whatever burden you've been weighed down with i invite you this morning to give it over to god i invite you to let jesus be lord of your life and savior of your soul if you're ready to do that why don't you call the number It's at the bottom of your screen right now. There are counselors there waiting to connect with you, waiting to lead you into faith and to provide for you the next steps so that your life with Christ will be fruitful, flourishing, and fantastic. Call now. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far on the way, thou who has by thy might led us into the light keep us forever in your path we pray now may the grace of god the sweet communion of his holy spirit rest rule and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the father and of the son